This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. Robert Gerritz is the Director of Business Development for Beyond Impact, a Minneapolis-based consulting company focused on cloud, data, and security. Robert is also the founder of the local Power BI Meetup Group. They meet on a monthly basis. He's currently residing in Egan, Minnesota with his wife and three young sons. Robert is an avid baseball fan and craft beer enthusiast. Cool stuff. I am your host, Rajib. Welcome to our show, Robert. Rajib, thanks for having me on here. This is uh, exciting, especially when we chatted here the other week and you let me know you were uh, putting together this data podcast and it, yep. local to the uh, Minneapolis Twin Cities market. Yep. <laughs> uh, truly excited to be on. And I do have to share with you and, and all the listeners that this is sort of a dream come true. Mm-hmm. For me, I actually grew up as a young Twins fan, yep. uh, wanting to be on radio, wanting to be the <laughs> voice, uh, play-by-play broadcaster for the Minnesota Twins. So this is, uh, this is the closest I've come. So I appreciate the uh, cool. opportunity. And, and actually looking back at it now, mm-hmm. my fascination with data was actually reading the back of baseball cards as a young boy nice. and like memorizing all the statistics and the yep. batting averages and the uh, on-base percentage and all that fun stuff. And so um, it's cool now, especially as analytics are overtaking baseball. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe one of your next guests needs to be Derek Falvey, all right. the new uh, <laughs> chief baseball officer for the Minnesota Twins, mm-hmm. uh, who is an analytics guru, part of the oh, reason nice. why the Twins brought him on. So Derek, if you're listening, <laughs> reach out to Rajib or, or right. we'll have Rajib reach out to you and and, um, and we'll see if we can get you on here. That's an awesome idea. Thank you. I appreciate that. We know Power BI is uh, Microsoft's answer to business analytics and this data visualization application was initially based on Power Query, Power Pivot and Power View technologies. One of its motto is self-service BI for the mast. And how does this cloud-based service offer data warehouse or BI aka business intelligence-like capabilities? Please demystify it for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll and I'll start with just a, a disclaimer here. My background isn't overly technical, but I've had the mm-hmm. privilege of working really with some of the most brilliant people mm-hmm. in the Microsoft data platform, Microsoft analytics community, and, and just listening to them and mm-hmm. absorbing sort of through them where the where Microsoft is going, where the industry is going. Mm-hmm. And and I think today, at least what I hear amongst my customers is we need a data warehouse. Mm-hmm. And really what they're saying is we have a pain or our business has a pain point or our users have a pain mm-hmm. and we think the solution is to build a data warehouse. And so what that typically means is, is a massive undertaking, right? To build a data warehouse, regardless if you're a small company or a large company, can require millions of dollars, yep. many mm-hmm. of years, lots of resources. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end of maybe a two-year project and the CFO turns to you and says, hey, I still don't have the data that I that I want. And mm-hmm. so really what we're doing or, or what Power BI is allowing companies to do is start with a, and I can't take credit for this phrase, so, so I'll uh, give credit where credit's due, but mm-hmm. this idea of consumption-based architecture. Mm-hmm. And really beginning with the consumer, 
with the business problem, mm-hmm. starting there and sort of working your way backwards of what do we really want to see? What data do we want to see? Mm-hmm. And, and fail fast, succeed quicker. And if we still need to build a data warehouse or some type of data mart, we still can do that as it makes sense okay. rather than starting with the data warehouse. And so I'll give credit to uh, a, a peer that I or somebody I worked with at a previous company, Steve Hughes, okay. who's uh, one of the more brilliant uh, data minds in the local community. He kind of coined the term uh, mm-hmm. consumption-based architecture. But one one story that I have, Rajib, around consumption-based architecture is this – and falling in line as well with sort of this self-service BI model is I was with a customer about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting with the VP of technology. They were evaluating Power BI, Tableau, and a couple other tools and really wanted to do a bake-off to figure out mm-hmm. what tool is the best fit for our company, what we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the VP looked at everybody in the room and said, we absolutely need a self-service BI tool. Mm-hmm. Our end users, our, our users in the field have to be able to create their own reports, create their own visualizations. This is critical to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We, we can't have programmers or our IT staff creating these reports. And so as he was off on this tangent, I had never used Power BI before. And again, my background is more business development, mm-hmm. sales, not really technical. Yep. I'd never used Power BI before, but I had the app downloaded mm-hmm. on my laptop. Yep. And so as he's off on this tangent talking about what's important for his company, what mm-hmm. the pain points have been, I opened up the Power BI app on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing, no training, yep. and, I, mm-hmm. and I clicked import data, mm-hmm. and I found an Excel spreadsheet that was on my desktop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And within a matter of, of 10 minutes, yep. I had pulled that data in, and I had built some KPIs. I mm-hmm. built a, a, a tree graph, and I built the ugliest pie chart you will have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> and I still have that dashboard today because for me, mm-hmm. it's sort of vindication. It, it was... Uh, really the perfect use case of a sales guy with no training mm-hmm. can build a Power BI dashboard in 10 minutes. That's proof that this tool really is revolutionary in the sense that it, it's a self-service BI tool. It's good to hear that. You know, Gartner is well known for their research that gives us insight into the IT and other business leaders across the world. How do Gartner's magic quadrant rate Power BI? Yeah, another another great question. Rajib, and, and I know a lot of people really, really watch Gartner closely and, mm-hmm. and really respect sort mm-hmm. of the, the magic quadrant of, of Gartner. And back in February, Power BI was actually listed as the leader in data visualization and data reporting mm-hmm. ahead of Tableau, ahead of MicroStrategy, ahead of ClickView, mm-hmm. ahead of SAP Business Objects. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think initially people looked at it and said, well, this has got to be a this has got to be a fluke. Maybe there's mm-hmm. uh, you know, something going on that we don't understand. And yep. so, so there, there are a number of thoughts of wh- why is Power BI all of a sudden the leader? Power BI has only been around. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we've celebrated the third birthday yet of mm-hmm. Power BI, right? So it's, it's still re- relatively new, mm-hmm. and it's the leader in the in- industry, according to Gartner. And one of the hidden factors in this ranking that nobody's considering mm-hmm. is all of the Power BI users that were building Valentine's Day mm-hmm. cards or yeah. visuals for their significant others mm-hmm. using Power BI. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, and, and actually that's, uh, that's one of my claim to fame uh, within the Power BI community. I had actually, 
uh, built my wife mm-hmm. a, a Power BI dashboard mm-hmm. v- Valentine uh, rather than getting her chocolate or flowers. Or uh, <laughs> and so it, so it was going out on a limb. I didn't know how she would re- okay. respond. I, I was I was going to write her a nice card and mm-hmm. thought, you know what? Maybe I'll get creative here. I'll use Power BI, mm-hmm. and so I'd be happy to share that with any of the listeners too. The the final uh, okay the final product, but she loved it. So she awesome. loved the creativity and, and loved the final result. Um, but again, going back to the, the Gardner ranking, mm-hmm. one of the things that stands out is Tableau and, and Power BI were, were sort of even keel in terms of what their capabilities were. Mm-hmm. But Power BI was ahead in this completeness of vision. Mm-hmm. And, and people might say, well, what, what, is that, what does that mean? You know, what is the completeness of vision? And mm-hmm. really it's this idea that Power BI is not a standalone tool. It, mm-hmm. It's part of an entire ecosystem of Microsoft products. And so if a, if a customer is using or if a company is using Excel and SQL Server, mm-hmm. the ability to use those tools as well as Azure, as well as machine learning in Azure mm-hmm. and then Power BI, mm-hmm. the idea is all these tools integrate seamlessly together mm-hmm. and, and provide it. Uh, a user the ability to do a lot of different things. One of the struggle in BI project is adaptability. Uh, that's the situation where you work with the team on a project for months or even years and deliver it, and only to find that nobody's using it. With Power BI, what has been the adoption rate like in your experience? Yeah, the the adoption's been great, um, mm-hmm. and I think part of the reason is companies look at it and they say, okay, this is a this is a tool that's ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm for us to consume. And when they compare that price tag to the tableaus or the, uh, the micro strategies or the SAP business objects or some of the other competitors, they, they have to evaluate Power BI as an alternative to mm-hmm. what they're doing based on cost alone. Okay. And, and so you're seeing companies really wanting to figure out what can Power BI do? How does it fit into our current environment? Mm-hmm based on cost. But I think the the bigger thing with Power BI is just this mindset of shifting away from monthly or Mm -hmm. daily or weekly static paginated reports Mm -hmm. that people get used to, right? Mm -hmm. When an executive has a report on his desk every Monday morning that's printed off and he can use a highlighter and, and highlight it, and that's what he's accustomed to or she's accustomed to, to shift away from that can mm-hmm. be really difficult for companies because it, it's an entire mindset shift. Yep. It's an entire cultural shift, and it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You can't just buy 100 seats of Power BI and say, this is what we're using. This is the new way of visualizing data for our company. Mm-hmm. It happens over time. But part of helping in that evolution is really pointing out the business case, mm-hmm. really pointing out, the ROI. And, and about a year ago, I was working with a major hospital here in, the, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they were looking to optimize their operating room efficiency. And mm-hmm. so the idea was their operating rooms were only 40% utilized, mm-hmm. yet they had a waiting list, uh, you know, a mile long of people waiting to, to get in and, mm-hmm. and to be treated for whatever their ailment was. Yep. The issue was the doctors and the nurses got a report the following day mm-hmm. to say, hey, yesterday, this operating room was only 40% utilized. Mm-hmm. What they needed was that data in real time or the day before mm-hmm. to say, hey, tomorrow, your 
your operating room is only going to be 40% utilized. Mm-hmm. And the key for this is, as I was having this conversation with, with this hospital, was for them to understand what the value in that was. Mm-hmm. Because for every 1%, they could increase the utilization of an operating room. Mm-hmm. It equated to a million dollars annually nice. in additional revenue. Mm-hmm. So if they could get that from forty percent to sixty percent, mm-hmm. they had sixty million dollars in additional revenue that was tangible for them. And so what we had rolled out was actually a solution mm-hmm. using Power BI, where the doctors and the nurses had the scheduling visual yep. right on their their iPad or their mm-hmm. Surface, whatever they they were using. They could look at the the Power BI app every morning mm-hmm. and see, hey, not only are we only 40% utilized for the day, but room 207 mm-hmm. has a bunch of white space in the afternoon. Okay. In the morning, we're operating on somebody's arm. If we do arm surgeries, then how we prep the room, it's already prepped. Mm-hmm. And so they had all of that knowledge and that insight available to them and were able to make better business decisions based off of, based off of that data. I met you at a local Power BI Easy Group, and compared to most technical Easy Group, which are heavily focused on technical presentations only, what makes your group unique? Well, let me flip the question around on you, Rajib. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? <laughs> well, uh, it was interesting. Unlike most other groups, I guess there is some some focus on networking, but it feels like that time it's kind of crunch because by the time you get there, people are mostly eat, busy eating pizza prior to group technical presentations, and afterward, people are busy to get out of the place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, that was my experience with, with user groups. I've been to the, the BI user group here locally. I've been mm-hmm. to all the, the past I'm in user groups. I've been yep. to SQL Saturdays around the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And the format of all the user groups is generally the same. Okay. It's show up. Mm-hmm. We're going to have pizza for you. And I love pizza, so I'm not, yes. I'm not complaining there. I, I absolutely love pizza. I would consider myself yep. a pizza connoisseur. My wife can attest mm-hmm. to the fact that I do love pizza and mm-hmm. beer and ice cream probably too much. Mm-hmm. But the idea, after I'd gone to these, is you get there, you grab your pizza, you maybe talk to the person to your left, the person to your right, and then you listen to the presentation. Mm-hmm. What was missing was the opportunity for people to interact Mm-hmm. with their peers and, and really yeah. tell their story, right? Mm-hmm. To say, hey, I'm using Power BI or I'm using Tableau mm-hmm. and here's my experience. Here's yeah. why I'm frustrated. How did you overcome this? How's your company doing this? Mm-hmm. Do you guys like the tool? I mean, this conversation we're having right now, mm-hmm. I don't think would have happened had we had we both showed up to a, a traditional user group, right? Mm-hmm. But it was this idea of, we're enjoying a beverage together, and we're and we're meeting other people, and, and people love to tell their story. I mean, I'm I'm telling my part of my story here today, and I think that's that's a really powerful thing. And mm-hmm. so the the adoption, the response has been great. Microsoft has been incredibly supportive of this type of mm-hmm. user group. We've had so many people come back and say, "Hey, we love the we love the format." And we've had some people come back and say, hey, where's the presentation? Yep. We, <laughs> I'm confused. This is supposed to be a, a user group. Where's the presentation? Mm-hmm. And so actually sometimes in the middle of enjoying a beer on the patio at Surly Brewing here mm-hmm. locally, I'll whip out my laptop and, and show them my Power BI Valentine or or just some other you know really simple <laughs> dashboards so they can actually see the tool. Yep. And so That's cool. How do we connect with you in Twitter or other social media such as LinkedIn? Yeah, well, I'll start with the obvious. I think the best way to connect with me 
would be to show up at our next Power BI meetup and let me buy you a beer, okay. uh, <laughs> which is uh, which is next Wednesday, June twenty eighth. Okay. Uh, at three o'clock, we mm-hmm. do it early to, to beat the happy hour rush. Yep. I would love to would love to buy you a beer and, and make the connection if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm an open uh, open networker on LinkedIn. I have almost eleven thousand connections on LinkedIn. Nice and uh, happy to connect with you, especially if you're in the data industry, mm-hmm. and we can connect on that level. Yep. Even if you don't like Power BI or you don't mm-hmm. like Microsoft, still happy to make the uh, <laughs> make the connection with you. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and that's at Robert underscore Garrods, G-E-R-A-D-S, on Twitter, and be happy yep. to, to interact with you on there as well. And what about your baseball Twitter? Oh, yeah. So I have a baseball uh, a baseball Twitter as well, and that is uh, that is at uh, Bobby underscore baseball. Okay. And uh, I apologize in advance. I'm a very passionate baseball fan, so if there's anything on there that is offensive – Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize. It, it's probably because I'm upset with a, a loss by the Twins or, or something <laughs> like that. So. That's all right. All right. Thank you, Robert. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks a lot, Rajiv. And thanks for having me on. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2k5, at Shabnam Khan2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2k5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.